Thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord. Thank you for your promises that never fail. They're yea and amen. Thank you, Lord, that we have a word that we can stand upon in the dark times of our lives, Lord, with a surety, Lord, that you're there. You're moving when we don't even see you moving, when we can't feel you, but you're still there working, making things come to pass, Lord, as your word is declared. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for all that you're doing among us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for healing the sick. Thank you, Lord, for touching the lost. Thank you, Father, for salvation, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God in our lives, angels among us, your presence that abides. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for all these things, Lord. You're so gracious to us, Lord. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. 1 Samuel 17 and verse 45. Oh, my. Amen. Let's just have a celebration. Amen. 1 Samuel 17 and 45. It says, Then David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with the sword and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee, and take thine head up from thee, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air, and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with the sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, David hastened and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Amen. You can be seated this evening. I'd like to continue on the Lord is a man of war, and he's fighting for us. Amen. As we've said and the song says, even when you can't see him, he's working. Even when you can't feel him, he's working. Amen. His division may tarry, but it will come to pass. Amen. What God has spoken will not fall and will not fall to the ground and, 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 and be void and without fruit, but it will be fruitful. His word will come to pass, amen, it's because he said it would. Also, I was just looking at this scripture as David would begin to catch the anointing, the anointing that was taking place, and as we've been speaking about the Lord of war and about the angels, of the Lord of hosts, the God of angel armies, and, and how that he stepped into that moment, maybe not planned, maybe not, you know, in his mind that day as he got up and, did, and began to go towards the camp, not knowing what was taking place exactly and not maybe having the latest update, but he walks into camp and we know the story, but he falls under the anointing of the moment and he begins to, amen, begins to speak and begins to move forward and go into action. 
Amen. He began to realize as something began to well up unto him to tell him that this was not his, his battle, but this was also the Lord's battle. Amen. That God was here to fight. And I, I got to looking in a few of the scriptures in Exodus 14 and verse 13. It said, Moses said unto the people, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he show you, will show you this day. For the Egyptians whom you've seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. No doubt, maybe David's mother or, you know, as stories were passed down, it would we begin to recount the story as they would come across the Red Sea and how that Moses said, the Lord shall fight for you. Can you turn these down just a minute? The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And and he began to dwell on this and realize him in the moment that he needed a God who could fight for him. He needed a God who could stand on his behalf and be strong for him. And it would go in many other scriptures, Deuteronomy 1.30, the Lord your God which goeth before you, he shall fight for you according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. 3.22 also, ye shall not fear them for the Lord your God, he shall fight for you. Deuteronomy 20 verse 4, for the Lord your God, he is that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies and to save you. So no doubt, amen, as the scriptures or the teachings, amen, or the, the stories that was brought forward, amen, into David's life, he heard of a God who would fight for him. Amen. A God who was a personal God. And David drew strength because he knew that this God had been in battle before. He, he knew that God had fought for his people before. And, and if God had done it before, God can do it again. Amen. And, and, and he said he, he knew in the and he also knew, amen, that the days of just maintaining, amen, his grounds and maintaining things was over. And I, I believe that's where we're at. I believe we're past the days of just maintaining. You know, just being good Christians, just being having our little land and our little our little farm and our little things, and we're happy with what God has given us. But God wants us to expand our borders. And I think it's time that we quit waiting for the enemy to push against us, but we start pushing against him. And we start taking what is ours. Amen. This was his land. It was a God-given land, and he would come to enforce his God-given rights. Remember, I, I was just thinking of Brother Josh Bennett as he would speak that first night at our meetings last year, and he was, I believe it was the first night, and he would speak about the boxer that was on the ropes, you know, and he was, he was on the ropes for six rounds, but at the seventh round, it was time to get off and go to war and go to fight him. And he told us how that when, you know, six through six church ages, it seems the church of God has been on the ropes and, and, and been getting pummeled and beaten. But this is the seventh round. This is the seventh age. It's our, it's time that we get off of our bench or we get off of our comfort zone or we get off of where we're at or where we've been for 10 years or where we've been for 20 years. And we start pressing the battle to the enemy and we start going to war against our enemy and quit letting the devil come in on our land and quit letting him have his way in our homes and our churches and, and our lives, amen, in our everyday life, that we would begin to take dominion over him as people of God. I believe God wants us to have dominion over the devil every day, not just in church, not just in prayer, not just, but in every step of our life and every moment of our life, God wants us, put us here to have dominion over our devil, amen. So, you know, it's not just go to sleep, wake 
wake up, go to work, go to eat, go to sleep, and that's all we get in this ritual and this rigmarole, you know. But, but you know, yeah, I hear Goliath, but I, I got my little spot, and I'm doing just fine. But, but 40 days had been spent on the ropes and getting whooped and getting beat around. But David said the time had come to get out of the comfort zone and press toward the enemy. The enemy had been coming and making his boast, but this was a different day. Now an Israelite, amen, a God-called man was going to come off of the mountain and begin to walk down toward the enemy. And I believe there's people that's been commissioned in this day not to just sit back and listen to what the devil has to say, not just sit back and take what he has, not just sit back and let him just run over us, but it's time you start walking off the mountain and you start going towards your enemy and say, enemy, I've come to take over. I've come to take the possessions that God has given me. Amen. Amen. We're going to stand against impossible odds. We're going to stand against innumerable odds, but God has done it before. God will do it again. We're going to face impossible situations, but he's a God of the impossible. Amen. It's time you look at your enemy in the eye and say, this is not my battle. This is the Lord's battle. But he is using me. He is using my vessel. He is as he used David. Amen. Amen. As David would even draw strength, no doubt, again, from Abraham. How Abraham, as being a son of Abraham, he believed the promises of God. He expected God to fulfill what he said he would do. You know, Abraham, against all odds, he, it looked hopeless. It looked impossible. That Now, this was already in my notes today, and I'm glad it was because here we are. It looked impossible for him to bring forth a child. It looked impossible. It looked, amen, you know, it looked like it wasn't going to happen, you know, year after year after year. But he took God at his word, and as a result, he became the father of many nations. Amen. What God declared over him came to pass. God said, your descendants will be so many that they will be impossible to count. Amen. A God of impossibilities, a God of innumerable odds, a God of impossible odds, against all odds. And it seems hopeless, but yet against hope, you believe in hope. Hallelujah. In spite of being nearly 100 years old, when the promise of having a son was made, his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child incapable of conceiving a child but he never stopped believing God's promise hallelujah do we have some people in the building that's the same way tonight never stop believing God's promise for he was made strong in the faith to father a child and because he was mighty in the faith and convinced that God had all the power that God had all the power he needed to fulfill his promise or fulfill what he said he would do. Abraham glorified God. Hallelujah. When we become convinced, we can glorify him. When we can glorify, we can glorify God no matter what the circumstance looks like, no matter what, or what how impossible it seems, how innumerable the odds may be, how in, in just incredibly difficult it may seem. But when we become convinced that our God is greater, our God is a miracle worker, our God is a way maker, our God is a healer, our God is a deliverer, our God is a savior, and we're convinced that our God is more than enough for whatever the devil can bring. 
that he's more than enough for whatever torment or whatever spirit or however many spirits he has. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, Jesus went to Mary Magdalene. She had seven devils. That wasn't enough. He overcame them. Amen. He went to Legion, which were thousands of demons. That wasn't enough. He came and he overcame them. Hallelujah. As Brother Wayne would say, we come to find out the devil ain't got enough. Hallelujah. When God's word is for, the, for a certain time to come to pass, the devil ain't got enough to line it all up out of hell to keep her from coming to pass. It will come to pass. I just want to be in the position that when the vision takes place, I'm in the vision. That I'm in the place God has ordained for that moment to take place, and I'm standing right there ready to receive it, believing that all things are possible. David, with a shepherd's sling, amen, expressed to the whole Israelite army the faith that he had in his God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. There was a Goliath on one side, stood there, looked impossible, impossible situation. Amen. But remember, it was revealed that this was David to David, that his head's coming off. Amen. He thought, here's the armies of the living God standing in their own land. There's a boasting, uncircumcised Philistine out there. Brother Random said, you might call him whatever you want to call him tonight. You can call him cancer. You can call him paralytic. You can call him a uh, barren. You can call him whatever you want to call him. But that uncircumcised Philistine's out there boasting. He said, David in his own self was no match for that man, but not, and not with any kind of weapon. Didn't matter if he had a sword, swiss, uh, shield, or whatever he had. He was no match for that man all on his own. But little David standing there with that little piece of shoe, a little leather, goat skin, two pieces of string tied to it. It would, had been revealed to him what happened in the moment revelation struck him. That today is my day of visitation. That today is my moment to overcome this thing. That today I'm not going to leave here defeated. Today I'm going to leave here victorious. Therefore, I'm not coming to you with a sword and a shield. I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. This is the Lord's day. Hallelujah. Oh, God, this is his moment. This is his time to come on the scene. All he's waiting for is David that'll take one step towards the Goliath. That'll take one step towards the Goliath. He'll be there to meet you and to take over. He'll take over that rock and send it right to his place. That, pre- that revealed promise of the hour will strike that devil right between the forehead and you will, re- you will re- go out victorious. But he's waiting for a David. Hallelujah. Amen. He wouldn't put a Goliath in front of you unless he thought you was a David. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, brother, his brothers seemed to be more able. Saul was head and shoulders above it, but it wasn't revealed to them. Come on now. There's a people that it's revealed to, they're taking a rapture. It's more than just a story. It's more than just a feel-good thing. It's revealed. I'm going in a rapture. Come on, somebody. Am I talking to some people that's been revealed to? You're going in a rapture. 
You're leaving this place. It's revealed. It might seem like somebody else may be more a polished up or more this or that and the other. May seem more worthy, more this or that, whatever. But it's been revealed to me. I'm not staying here. I'm not staying in this flow hell hole. I'm leaving this place. Hallelujah. This is where he was at. It was revealed to him. And if it's absolutely revealed to you that God is going to heal you, it's over. Hallelujah. You're going to get it. I don't care what's wrong with you. Hello. This is a prophet's word. This is a quote again. I don't care what's wrong with you, what the odds are, you may be worse than David. The odds may be worse than what David had, but if it's revealed, it's over. Hallelujah. Notice when it's revealed, David became fearless. He said, today I'll cut your head off. Today, right now, quickly, our God, by grace, in that crucial moment when decision was to be made, that same God that produced the grace in that day, and it dropped that seed of faith into that little hunchback-looking boy, seeing in his heart, that same God in this crucial moment could take a woman from a wheelchair could take a man from a wheelchair. If you believe it with all the trouble, when this little grain of faith is revealed to you, it's over. Hallelujah. Notice there was a giant on one side making his boast, didn't believe it, didn't believe what David said, couldn't even believe his eyes when he saw David coming. He said, what am I, a dog? Are you kidding me? I'm a dog. You sent a kid out here to fight me? I'll just pick you up, little, man, little nothing, and with the end of my spear, and, and, and I'll hold you up in the air and let the birds eat from you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the birds are eating something, all right. But it ain't what the devil planned on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. He's, I'll pick you up. But you see, that didn't shake David. He didn't care what Goliath said. Nothing Goliath could say was going to stop him from going across that field. Nothing Goliath could do was going to stop him or make him go back to where he came from. It was revealed that man's head's coming off. Today it's coming off. I'm going to take it off. It didn't matter what he said, what he did. It could not shake David because David's faith was not in David. It was in Almighty God. Oh, hallelujah. That's what the problem is with a lot of people. Their faith is in a preacher. Their faith is in a prophet. Their faith is in a church. Their faith is somewhere else. But you get your faith in Jesus Christ. A God that has never went into battle, that he didn't come out packing the victory. This God is victorious. He's a victorious warrior. He's a God that can come against cancer. He can come against every kind of spirit in hell. He met a leper and he came out victorious. He met seven devils and he came out victorious. Amen, don't you think others tried to cast them out? Sure they did, and they failed. But when Jesus came walking in, The devil was in trouble. Hallelujah. And he was using the body. God was using the body called Jesus to walk in and cast that devil out. And God is still using bodies. 
Amen. We see Satan using bodies. We see it manifested all over the place. But God is also using bodies. God is using the people here on earth to defeat every kind of spirit, to defeat every kind of devil, to defeat every kind of sickness, to defeat every kind of trouble. God is using bodies. God is using bodies of teenagers to walk right down the hall and not bend, not bow, not, not bend their, eye, their knees to the, the idols of this world, amen, to pornography and things like that. God is using bodies. Amen. Hallelujah. Notice the giant saying, am I a dog? Well, matter of fact, you are. Amen. Let's just tell him who he is tonight. But you see that in shaking. But if God would have spoke like that right down in your heart, what if he speaks into your heart right now and says this, you're not staying in that bed? What if he says that? You're not staying in that wheelchair. You're going to be well. When God speaks, there shouldn't be nothing to be able to change your mind. Hallelujah. So what happens when he speaks, the healing power comes down. It's in you. It don't come from a preacher. It comes to you by revelation, by faith. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. And then when that comes down and his grace reveals it to you, there's nothing that can take it away. Some of them tried to tell David, well, you're just being naughty. You're making yourself somebody. You know, just as they try to tell us today, you're making yourself somebody. You come up here to just see the battle and, and brag and do this. You know, run. go run back to those little sheep. You're nobody. He said, let me speak to Saul. I got, I'm tired of listening to this voice. The same God that came and delivered me before is the same God that's going to deliver me today. Hallelujah. And he knew what he's talking about because when the day was over, the giant's head was off. Hallelujah. I'm going to feed you to the birds. I'm going to cut your head off. See, there's a difference. He did Hallelujah. Amen. Samson one day was caught off guard, and here comes a thousand Philistines, and it seemed impossible, and all he had was a jawbone. Seemed so insignificant. Seemed like it would just bust into a million pieces when he took it. But God came on the scene. It was a God that was victorious. Hallelujah. And the Philistines' heads, the helmets might have been an inch thick, but he took that jawbone and he hit them with it. And he hit another one. Amen. Until they begin to fall away. He said, I want you to tell, I want to tell you something. When the prophet of God wants to tell you something, don't you want to listen? Work on that pulsation. That moment, like Joshua did, like Mary Magdalene did, that moment when something is revealed to you, grab it. Grab it and hold on to it and don't let it go. He said, well, it's been so many years, don't let it go. In time is nothing to God. A moment is nothing to God. Whether it be a second, a minute, a month, a year, 10 years, 20, or 25, it doesn't matter. Or 2,000. He said it. It's going to happen. Hallelujah. 
Yes, it was revealed to him. He went and met these thousand Philistines. What do you think the Philistine says? Now, look. Come here, look at that little shrimp. He said he was only about four foot and a half tall. You all right, Brother Joe? <laughs> Seven little curls hanging down his back. Mama's a little sissy. Coming along with the jawbone of a mule, and the devil didn't take him serious. He thought this was a laughing matter. But what he failed to see was, was the whirling that was taking place behind him. What was he doing? We grabbed that jawbone and it began to hit him, hit them uh, Philistines with everything. Was that? What was he doing? He was expressing to those Philistines what had been revealed to him by God. God told him to pick up a jawbone. It seemed silly. It seemed impossible. It seemed like nothing would be. How could God use this? But God used it. How could God use something so insignificant? But God did it. Sometimes the, the movement of God goes right over our heads because we're looking for some big boom. Some explosion, some nuclear bomb situation or something to take place. And sometimes it's like that. But sometimes it's just a whew. Sometimes it's just a little burning sensation. And it's over with. Sometimes it's just something on your heart. And it quickens to you. It's going to be this way. And it happens. Listen, this happened just two, what, two years ago now. Been back in October, two years. I believe, is that correct? Has it been two years now since the meetings, the first meetings? Is that when it happened or the second meetings? Second meetings. So just a year ago. A little over a year now. An angel met us in the back room. And said, tonight's Esther's night. Now in our minds, and human thinking, well, tonight's Esther's night. But God don't have time. God is not concerned about our watches and our, our, our schedules and what we think it ought to be and how we think it ought to be. It's in God's time. But when God speaks it, it's going to happen. Amen. Every time. It's going to move. Things are going to take place. It don't matter what's going on. All hell might be trying to gather its forces. Every kind of spirit of doubt trying to come in unbelief. And it seems to get more and more and more and more impossible. And it seems like how in the world is this going to happen? How is God going to use this? How is God going to do it? And the whisperer comes and he starts whispering in your ear. Well, if it had been God, it already happened. If this happened. And the whisperer is always there. Trying to tell you it's impossible that it's past God's time. And if God said it, it would already happen. But the devil is a liar. He is just trying to gather his hosts together to make you disbelieve. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. But just a couple Wednesday nights ago, sitting in the back room, Brother Mike comes in, just overwhelmed again. Matter of fact, I'm just going to be really honest right now. I thought he was mad at the world. Just the look he had on his face. I, didn't, I couldn't read him. I didn't know what was going on. But his, but his testimony was, his brother Tim would ask him some questions about some things, and he, he would mumble a few things, but nothing really, you know, couldn't, uh, he just couldn't carry on the conversation. But he said, I could see brother Tim talking, but I really couldn't hear what he was saying. I was so overwhelmed by this presence. And he said it was just exactly like it was right there at the meetings. 
So for these two weeks, me and him has been speaking about it, that the only thing it could be, the only thing that we could put our, our finger on, it had to be, it was Esther's moment. The angel had come back again. Listen, our times of just being good church members are over. Our times of just coming and going and coming and going is over. Our times of lackadaisical attitudes and and lukewarmness, you need to deal with that thing and get it out of your life. There's an angel that's moving among us. He's bringing signs among us. You better recognize who is here. Come on now. Our times of just, amen, coming, going to church, going back home, going eating, going this, going back, coming back to church, going, and then all this, and it's just a ritual, and we get into a, our little our little own world and our little, little thing, and then we got this going on over here for a few weeks, and we come back, and over here, over here, and go over here for a few weeks, and we come back, and it's just a big ritual. And meanwhile, the angel's walking through. You don't know when it's going to be your moment. Because he ain't finished. (laughs) I said he ain't finished. There are still promises that need to be fulfilled. They're still barren in our church. And if he did it one time, he'll do it again. There's still prodigals that are out there. And if he did it one time, he'll do it again. Hallelujah. It's time we apply ourselves and say, God, I want to be more sensitive. I want to be more sincere. Amen. To the movement of the spirit, to the movement of the angel as he comes near. Hallelujah. He meant no doubt that angel had been in that camp for 40 days waiting for one person to step out and go toward Goliath. Waiting for one person to say, tonight is my night. Tonight is my moment. That, that devil's head is coming off. I'm sick and tired of him overlording over me and coming and challenging me day after day after day after day. The angel's in the building. What are you waiting on? All he's waiting is saying, hey, that's my promise. I'm going to get it. That's my promise. I'm going to take it. That's my child. I'm going after it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was, you need to start expressing to those devils what's been revealed to you by God. Hello, did you hear me? You need to start expressing to those devils what's been revealed to you by God. And say, the devil, tell that devil tonight is your last time. Your moments are over with. Hallelujah. He says, look, he said, see, if people here in wheelchairs, in cots, sick to die, if you could just hear the word of God tonight, don't try to figure it out. Don't try to think you've been, how long you've been sitting or how long you've been sick. Think what God said. Can we, can we change it in our minds right now? I want us right now to just for a moment, let everything else fall away. Let tomorrow take care of tomorrow. But right now we're at church. Right now we're in the presence of God. 
Right now, he has just come, come and confirmed to us a promise, showing he's in our midst. There's no telling what can take place. Hallelujah. He said, if these people in the wheelchairs, if these people in the cots, if, and they're sick to die, if you could just hear the word of God tonight. Tonight. Don't try to figure it out. Don't think how long you've been sitting, how long you've been sick. Think about what God said. And what has God said? He said, well, I ain't got a feeling. Well, you got a word. What has God said? I am the Lord God that heals all thy diseases. What has God said? I'm the joy giver. I'm wells of living water. I am the spring of life. You may be backslid tonight, but there's somebody here that can give you a drink. If you start thinking on what God said and quit listening to what the devil said, the devil may have said this stuff ain't for you. It's a bunch of nonsense. You need to tune him out and turn him off and say, I'm going to turn and look and see what God said. Is anybody with me tonight? Start listening to what God said. Listen to what his voice is saying. He had been in the camp 40 days. Listen, the devil don't show up without God being there. God knew he was there, and he's waiting for one person to say, I'm going after him. I'm sick of this thing. I'm tired of this thing. Amen. Once it falls into your heart, it's over. It's finished. It's done. It's over with. Amen. You say, well, how the devil say, well, how do you know that's the truth? I know it's the truth because it's God's word, and something begins to pulsate. Something begins to take place. Amen. Maybe your heart begins to beat a little harder. Things begin to move. Atmospheres begin to change. Something pulsating your bosom. Make ready. You're coming out of there. Hallelujah. You're coming out of there just as certain as I'm standing in the pulpit. Don't look at what you see, how bad you're crippled, how sick you are, what the doctor said. Don't look at that. Look to the unseen. Keep looking to the unseen because one day the unseen is going to become visible. Hallelujah. You're coming out. No matter what anybody says, before you feel different, before the pain leaves, before the hand moves, before the eye sees one sight, make ready. It's coming. That pulsation begins to rise. Your heart's where God sits in the control tower. Oh, he says, I'm about to get religious. I'm about to get religious. I think that the Holy Spirit can lead a man and tell him things and make him act different and make him believe things and receive things the world can never believe. Did you find yourself identified there? Believing things the world can never believe. I am a witness. I was a blind man once. Practically had to be led. But something began to move. It was the Holy Spirit. Oh, you can feel that pulsation of the Holy Spirit saying Jesus Christ is in our midst. Wherever two or three are gathered in his name, I'll be there. He brings life to the barren. Oh, hallelujah. What is that doing? It's pumping energy into your spirit. It's pumping energy into your heart. And then you let your eyes just black out to the things of the world. And you won't see it no more. You're now believing what God said. 
Hallelujah. As as Noah believed, as 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 he would stand there in impossible odds, an impossible situation, and it seemed impossible to come to pass, but Noah let it all go away. And he becomes single-minded, building ark. I got one job to do, drive another nail in the ark. I got some one thing to do. My, you know, too many times our, our minds are all scattered out a hundred different directions and we forget what we're really called to be on here on earth for. We're called to be here on earth for a visitation of the angel. That God can come by and visit us and show us things. Amen. That's what we're here for. Come on, somebody. Amen. He said when the church begins to tune into that, what the people here tonight that's sick would just begin to think these three words. God is God. Sister Lana, is God God? (laughs) Hallelujah. Sister Esther, Brother Jeff, is God God? Mom, is God God? How many else can say the same thing? God's God. Let this word begin to move right now. God is God. God is God. God, God is God. If he isn't, why are we serving him? But if he's still God, he's still a healer. If he's still almighty God, he can do anything. He made a promise. He can't break it. He has to keep it. And let that pulsation begin to rise in your heart. Something's going to take place. Something's going to take place. Then there'll be nothing stopping. It's like a firehouse on fire on a windy day. It keeps being blown by the Holy Spirit, fanning the fire. Hallelujah. It seems like sometimes your fire's dying down. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit goes, and here it comes. Yes, Lord, I believe. I believe all things are possible. I believe you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe, I believe, I believe. The devil's in your ear saying it ain't possible. It ain't possible. And your embers are getting lower. And your embers are getting lower. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. I believe. I believe you can do all things. I believe you healed it once. You can heal again. I believe with all my heart. I'm laying aside every doubt. Hallelujah. Amen. Abraham believed in possible odds as we've said. Joshua believed in impossible odds. Jericho walls were impossible. But through the walls, he saw the victory. Hallelujah. Joshua walked around the walls shouting the victory. Abraham believed God was more than able. Therefore, the scripture says he glorified God. So what's our problem? Do we not believe he's able? Is he? Of all nights tonight, I don't know how we can have a doubt in the building. I don't know what you was thinking maybe 25, uh, 30, 40 minutes ago before that announcement. Maybe your mind was somewhere else. Maybe your mind was in yesterday or tomorrow or next week or somewhere else. But when you see God do something like that, God is God. When you see God take 16 years of misery 
16 years of holding on, 16 years of tears, 16 years, and God move on the scene. Just like that. What's your mind on now? God is God. 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 Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. There's no one like Jehovah. Hallelujah. That'll be somebody have a song in their heart tonight to say, there's no one like my God. There's no one who can do what he does. There's no one who can do, do, have done what he did. There's no one who's going to take a bride in a rapture like my God. Hallelujah. God is God. Oh, God, let that roar to the building. God is God. He's God when you're barren. He's God when you're sick. He's God when you're having trouble. He's God when you don't have no hope. He's God when you're beyond hope. He's God no matter what the situation. God is God. Then if he's God, it's time for you to get off the ropes. Say, mine. This is mine. This is mine. Where's me a David at? It says, this is my night. This is my promise. My God is God. He's God over Goliath. He's God over the Red Sea. He's God over the bitter waters. He's God when there ain't nothing to eat. He's God when there ain't nothing to drink. He's God, and my God, there's no one like my God. Can we brag on him a little bit? This God defeats cancer. This God puts hair back on a baby. On a young girl, this God takes a brain blade and turns it around as though it never happened. This God brings a new young into a body. Hallelujah. Oh, come on now. Oh, praise the Lord. This God comes in impossible situations. This God comes on the scene. Said tonight's history's night. like he did that morning when he said this morning is Atlanta's morning. This morning is, amen, Mariah's morning. This morning is Karen's morning. This morning is Andrew's morning. This morning is Jude's morning. Today could be your day. It could be your moment. I'll say it more than that. Today is your moment. Because God is God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil wants us to turn him into some form of God or some intellectual God or some God of the past or God of the future. He's a God of today. He's a God of right now. He's a God of supernatural extreme things. This God is God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I only got a few more minutes, so you might as well just stay on your feet. 
Hallelujah. Amen. The French scientists maybe 300 years ago said it was scientifically proven that if a man went to a, more than 30 miles an hour, he would lift off the earth. And we're sent out thousands of miles an hour past that. Hundreds on the earth, hundreds of miles, miles an hour past that. Amen. Then you think today they would go back to that knowledge then? Not at all. There's something new here now. They realize there's more to it. We're not only going three, four, five hundred miles an hour on the ground. We're lifting up into the skies. Not only are we lifting up into the skies, we're going into other atmospheres. Hallelujah. Amen. We're not traveling no more in an ox cart or we're not traveling no more walking down the streets. We are no longer in that day. But today the church of the living God is moving past, amen, atmospheres of this earth. Moving into the heavenly dimensions in Christ Jesus. We are now seated there in heavenly places. Come on now. That is where you are right now. Seated together with your God who's God. Amen. Amen. What is it now? Omnipotence is speaking. The miraculous has happened. Whoa. He says, why don't you go ahead and get in and go with us? Hallelujah. We'll be glad to have you come along. Call your brother. Call your sister. Call your lost child. Call anybody you want to and say, we're leaving this place. Whoa. Hallelujah. One of these days, he says, the Bible says it's going to break out upon all the earth. Diseases and things, people will be plagued. I believe we're living in that day. The Bible says, don't you come near any of those who have the seal of God in their forehead. So God's already prepared for the plagues made by man or made by whoever, by the devil, that God is already prepared and he's got a word for him. Don't you come near. Hallelujah. Amen. The seal of God is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Oh, he says, what is it, though? We're moving on. That's what religion ought to be. The coming of the Lord is at hand. The church is move, should be moving in power. In power. Science can only climb so far that it drops off. But we have untapped resources. Oh, hallelujah. That's never been touched. Are you kidding me? He would make that kind of statement after all the miracles that were done in his ministry. Hello, somebody. Did you hear what I said? How many miracles? Countless. Countless. How many times was he right? Huh? All the time. Time after time after time. And he says, we're living in the day of untapped resources. He says, that's never been touched of a power that is unlimited. God is God. A power that is unlimited that we have been moving into. We're living a million miles below our privileges tonight. A privilege of Christians ought to be enjoying. He said, I feel ashamed of myself sometimes. But he said, the church, this is his words, ought to be walking in the street, healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils, doing signs and wonders, making the whole real world realize that Jesus Christ lives. Hallelujah. He said, God's got Pentecostal blessing all through the skies and untapped resources of his goodness saying, let's go get it. 
Let's go get it. It's ours. He fought for us that we could have it. He came down and he took on our battles and he fought the devil and he showed he had the power over leprosy. He showed he had the power over every kind of demon of torment, epilepsy, whatever it was. He had the power. Did he not have the power? He had the power. He set every captive free. He healed the sick. He made the lame walk. He opened the eyes of the blind. He did all these things and so much more. He went down into hell and he stripped his power and he rose again and he made a way that we could go. He made a way that we could make it up there. He made a way. He took captivity captive. Hallelujah. He broke the power of Satan. He broke his back at Calvary. As I said the other Sunday, this enemy that we're fighting is a defeated enemy. Hallelujah. If you could look at him with the spiritual x-ray of the word, you would see his back is broken. His back is broken. Jesus broke it at Calvary. Therefore, cancer has no dominion. Barrenness has no dominion. Every spirit of hell in this body has no dominion. But our God is predominant. And he fights for us. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, we're not dependent on our abilities. It's his resources. It's his ability. We're not even dependent on our armor. Amen. That's his armor. I'm not fighting with some homemade creed or dogma. I have the king's sword. I'm not shielded by some homemade theology that's been stripped of the power of the gospel. I'm shielded by the faith of Almighty God. Amen. My, is he, it is, I, I'm not covered by man's ideas or the best man can come up with. I am covered by the salvation of the Lamb. Amen. And I'm not walking in shoes of some man-made vision. I'm walking in the vision of the King. Hallelujah. And with every step, I'm taking possession. time some of you get to getting out of your comfort zones and start walking through your land and realizing how many devils have been camped out there for years. Some of you allowed lukewarmness so cold to take you to where you sleep, you sleep in church and you have issues in church and this is all kind of stuff going on in your mind. Why? What is it? It's lukewarmness. Take the sword. Start fighting. Fight that devil. I'm not going to bow to that thing. That's a spirit that's been predominant in this age, a lukewarm spirit, but I'm not going to be bound by it. There's a people that's going to rise above it and put their foot on the top of the net of some lukewarm devil and say, it ain't me, devil. Go put it somewhere else. It's not mine. But I've been led by the fire of Almighty God, and it's like fire shut up in my boat. How can I keep quiet tonight when I see what God is doing in our midst? You expect me to have just a little social gospel and be a little pep talk or some TED talk when I see God come on the scene and give a little woman a child? No, 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 no. There's joy in my shoes. There's something going on. I see God is in the house. I see God is a worker of miracles. An impossible situation. Something is taking place in my heart. Amen. I see right now. He is here. Hallelujah. He is here. And you say right now, what do you say about these things? I ask, what do you say about that Goliath that's been tormenting you? What do you say to these things? Paul would ask the question. 
What would we say to these things? If God be for us, who? Who? Brother Ron says, boo devil. Time you start looking and say, who devil? Who can be against us? I'm going to leave this for some time else. God is God. What do you see him doing? I ask you, what are your eyes seeing? Are you just seeing faults and failures and mistakes, problems, situations? Impossibilities. It ain't possible. Or have your eyes been tuned into something different? I see an unseen realm. I feel something happening. As Brother Mike felt the other day, on Monday mornings he would get up. He said, I begin to feel something's going to happen this week. And just begin to build over something's taking place. God's doing something. God is up to something. God is in the building. God is in the body. How long did they wait for that promised son? They waited a lot, a lot of years. A lot of things to go. But then one day an angel descended. Said, Mary, the hands of maiden of the Lord. You're highly favored. What shall we say? If God be for us, who can be against us? If you have been looking into the unseen and you've been seeing what has taken place through the last year or so, and as the Lord would even speak to me last year, as I would begin to think of the critics and things that was coming against us. And I begin to think of David as he would see the ark being restored. Now, God, here a man saw a place that represented you. Made by man. But it had such an honor to him that when he saw it being restored to his rightful place, there was something that happened to him. Something that took place. Said, God, don't let me ever bow to some critic. Tries to influence the way I worship, the way I praise you, the way I give you glory, the way I honor you. Because that's what I'm born for. And the voice of God spoke to me just as real. Said, if they didn't like this year, watch next year. I'd say it's a pretty good start. And I ask you, when you've seen the things God has done in just the last few years, how can we remain silent? How can they expect us just to sit in our pew and act like a bunch of Church of Christ people? That's not who we are. We have seen the risen Christ among us. We have seen the God of angel armies in our midst. That he sends this angel, says it's her moment. Sends this angel, says it's their time. It's their time. It's their time. Oh, I feel him in the building again right now. Do you feel the same? Oh, I can't hardly contain myself. He is here. He is here. What will you say to these things? 
We got more than some man-made theology. We have a restored word as we heard Sunday. The title deed is back in our hands. It has restored to us our health. It has restored to us our children. It has restored to us everything that's in this book has been restored to us. You mean I'm supposed to stay quiet? You mean I'm supposed to just be a little church mouse? No, sir. When I see him, I say, Hosanna, blessed be the rock of my salvation. Jehovah Jireh is his name. He's more than enough. Hallelujah. He's a root in the offspring of David. He's a bright and morning star. He's a mighty God. He's the everlasting father. How can I keep quiet? How can I keep silent when I see him moving in our midst? How many else in the building that saw him? Then why don't you lift your hands and your voice? How can you remain silent when God is healing the sick? And God is raising the dead. And God is bringing the prodigals home. And, and God is bringing life to the body. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Oh, come on now. Whoa, we got more words than that to give to him. We got more adoration than that and praises than that. Are you kidding me? He came and gave life to a woman that's been barren for 16 years. The very same Jesus that walked the shores of Galilee has walked into this building and said, it's her moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, there ought to be a praise in our mouth. There ought to be a worship to this God. Oh, if the world can worship their gods of man-made things and man-made that's going to die and decay and go away one day, but will you worship the everlasting God, the God who's there for you every moment, every second, every day, and God who moves in impossible situations, oh, you ought to be able to lift your voice to that God. That God is a God that changes not. He will not change his mind about his word. He called you and that finishes it. And there ain't nothing the devil can do about it. So you need to tell that lying devil, I'm not listening to you no more. This is my message. And this is the message of freedom. And it brought my liberty. And I'm going to rejoice in my liberty. I'm going to rejoice in my freedom. I'm going to rejoice in what God is doing for me. I'm going to rejoice in thus saith the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Oh, God, we love you. We praise you, almighty God. High and lifted up. High and lifted up. God, here's God. You're God over every situation. You're God over every trouble. Praise the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Oh, yes. Just soak him in for a moment. Just take him in for a moment. Hallelujah. Healer's passing through. He's in our presence. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Just receive him right now. He's here for you. You've been backslid? He's here for you. You've been away from God? Been you, you know that lukewarmness has been on you. Cast that thing off. See, that's not who I am. Oh, glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Just in his presence. Just in his presence. Hallelujah. Here's one here that wants to just talk to the Lord. You're welcome to. He made to go on. But they constrained him and said, come here, Jesus. Come in the house. Is there somebody that can constrain him? Say, Lord, I, I want to talk to you. I need to express some things to you. I need to give you your honor, your glory. Oh, he's here tonight. He's here tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Our God fights for us. He's a God mighty in battle. He's always come out packing the victory. Don't forget, Brother Andrew, he walked by your pew and spoke to you. It's a sign. Feel that pulsation, that vibration. Oh God, he's just waiting on a David. Glorify his name. 